This episode is sponsored by Gabendorf. That's the handle I go by when I destroy with Ganondorf in Smash Brothers. Beware. Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where we stepped into another dimension and saw all of the spider people and I'm so excited. Hi, I'm Gabe Rodriguez. I'm your host. I always forget to introduce myself. How's it going, everybody? (laughs) I hear it's a good thing to ask for reviews on your podcast, and I've gotten one review, and it's a it's a pretty cool review. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read it. I'm gonna say that if you leave me a review for this podcast on iTunes or whatever. Does it show up on iTunes if you do it in other apps? I don't know. But if you leave me a review on iTunes, I will read it out because I will be very thankful as I am about this comment, this review, because it's awesome. I wish I knew who wrote it. It just says Florida Girl Heart in UK. So if you're Florida Girl Heart in UK, hit me up because I want to thank you personally. But this is what it says. It's a five-star review. The title of it is Great Movie Podcast with an exclamation mark. It says, I love this podcast. It does a great job reviewing the movies in sometimes a funny way that makes you feel like it's an audio movie night. And that's movie night that uh, Kevin McCreary does. So this is obviously a blimey cow fan. So that's pretty cool. Say goodnight, Kevin fan, obviously. Gabe is a smart, humorous host. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) It says, Gabe is a smart, humorous host, and he gives a great angle on these movies. I listen to several different movie podcasts uh, and get different points of view, and Gabe's is always something to hold in consideration. Be sure to give this podcast a listen. Uh, Just a glowing review. Smart and funny are two of my favorite things to be. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Florida Girl, Harden UK. Wow. There's a home phone in this house. (laughs) If you leave me review on iTunes for the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, I will read out your review on the podcast. And if that's still not good enough, message me on Twitter. I'll do something better. (laughs) Give me suggestions. The other thing I want to mention is Troy Woolbrandt deserves a shout out on every single one of these. And I think I'm going to start shouting him out in the beginning if I can remember to do that. He is my first and only patron on (laughs) Patreon, and uh, he's he's a really great guy. And it really means a lot to me that he is a fan of the podcast because he makes some pretty great uh, movie content himself. So Uh, so last thing before we get started, I was on the Blimey Cow fan cast hosted by Malachi Munn. And uh, (laughs) yes, I got his name right this time. We talked about Blimey Cow. We talked a little bit about myself, my history with Blimey Cow. Um, he's got a t-shirt contest going on right now. I think it's over by the end of the year. And I just, it, it's one of the most fun podcast episodes I've ever, ever done. And it's definitely my best um, appearance on any other show. So give that a listen. That's the Blimey Cow fan cast. And you can literally find that on any podcasting platform because Malachi has had the good sense to use the free application Anchor, which apparently will go to any podcast thing that you care to do. I'm still on Libsyn and I probably won't be there for much longer if I could get Anchor to work for me. (laughs) Ah, Okay, so today with me I have 
Susan, how's it going, Susan? Pretty good, thanks. How's it feel to be the unofficial permanent like co-host of this show? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Good, good. We still have like three other episodes that are waiting to, to go out. A little peek behind the curtain. If I say something that's outdated, that's why. This one, however, is going out the day after Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going home for Christmas. I'm leaving in a couple of days. And so when you're hearing this, I am at home with my family, probably watching a movie and relaxing and hopefully going to be able to go to sleep uh, before, you know, all the presents in the morning. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so excited. I haven't seen my family in a couple of months now. I'm excited. All right. So we went and saw Spider-Verse. They kept me in such suspense for such a long time. <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be uh, rated PG or PG-13. And so I didn't know if Susan could watch it and review it with me. And literally, what was it, like three days beforehand? Mm, I think it was about a week. Not that close? Okay, yeah. look. It just took forever. I, yeah, I was waiting like two whole months. Right. Checking every couple checking of days. every day. <laughs> Ridiculous. I was so excited. It made my day when, uh, when that happened, when I saw that it was rated PG. And I was, I was watching an interview with the guy who plays Spider-Pig, who I don't remember. I don't remember the guy. John Mulaney. I actually do remember his name. Wow. John Mulaney <laughs> had an interview on The Tonight Show, The Today Show, The Whatever Show. One I don't remember. Shows. Jimmy Fallon's show. And he was saying that uh, while they were recording, he just went on a whole, like, they, they just said, go go nuts. Like, you, you know, you can improvise all you want. And he did. And he was cursing a lot. And then he was like, hey, by the way, what is this movie going to be rated? And they were like, uh, PG. And he's like, so none of that is going to be usable, is it? And he's like, nope, we just wanted you to have fun. So, <laughs> but basically they knew what MPA rating they were going for from the beginning, and yet they held me in suspense. So thanks, MPAA. Sony told you what they were going for, and you just took forever to actually give it to them. Shame on you. Okay. So Susan, what, what can we say about this movie? What did, what, did, what did you think of this movie? What did you think of the experience, first of all, of going and we saw this in... Dolby digital whatever the crap it's like it's like one of those premium things where it has like it's a laser projector and all the blacks are blacker you pay extra money for a worse experience <laughs> everyone do not go to this Dolby whatever it is ear damaging decibels <laughs> what is it over the 110? entire time uh, I think it peaked at 103.8 Okay, when I was damaging? checking, uh, your damage is like in the 90s. Really? Gosh, I thought it was like 110. It's not good for you in the 90s. Wow. It's like lawnmower. Yeah, that makes stuff. sense. I, it hurt a little bit. <laughs> not mm -hmm. gonna lie, but I wasn't. Gonna I put wore, for the record, in. I wore earplugs the entire movie. Right, and I didn't because. And I heard I everything just fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I went all out for this. Because I was just so excited, but probably should have. I actually heard excited. of. Oh, so excited! I sh um, dude, I even wore my Spider-Man like 
Have you ever seen those sweaters that are like uh, supposed to be just an all-in-one Halloween costume? I have one of those. It zips over your head and becomes the mask. And uh, yes, <laughs> I just feel like a twelve-year-old little kid or whatever. I probably shouldn't say that. There's probably some twelve-year-olds that listen to this. Look, I feel like a really little kid, like wearing that sweater. It just makes me so happy. Uh, Being a twelve-year-old would be fun. It is to be it, a twelve-year-old yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it when I'm like running. Like I, during the credits, I ran to the bathroom because I'm like I've been holding it for like thirty minutes, and I. I need to go before the end credit scene. And so I ran all the way to the bathroom and I just hear this guy as I as I enter the 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 bathroom, the a guy behind me is like there goes Spider-Man or something. Like he said something <laughs> like hey, it's Spider-Man. And, oh, I just love that. At one uh showing that I went to, I, I think it was the last Spider-Man movie that I watched, probably Homecoming. They didn't shut the lights off. Like the <laughs> that would ruin everything. oh it was awful it wasn't the whole movie thanks to me because we were a good like two minutes in and people were going turn the lights off why are the lights still on and i'm like I- i'm so excited for this i love spider-man this is not happening i am not- <laughs> so i get up and i go and i find an employee and i'm like dude the lights are still on and you know screens 16 or whatever the crap and they're like, okay, we'll take care of it. And they did. So, like, the two guys next to me is like a whole bunch of bro dudes, like the broiest bro dudes of all time. Um, <laughs> like, we're sitting next to me. And they're like, oh, yeah, Spider Man. Oh, they're telling somebody else, oh, yeah, Spider Man took care of it. So, it's it really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love that sweater so much. So, you did not enjoy the way that we'd. Um, watched it we probably right. should go to like ultra screen which is something that my supervisor at work was telling me about uh it's bigger than imax apparently uh the imax screen is like i don't know i'm just gonna make something up 50 and like 50 feet tall or or a diagonal whatever mm-hmm. uh and the imax is like 70 wow yeah so it's like a five to seven ratio it's whatever it actually is it's like a five to seven ratio so Maybe we'll do that next time. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll uh, we'll make a note of that. After seeing it, I did say that I thought watching it in 3D, this particular movie would have been good. Interesting. But I have never officially seen a 3D movie, so. Right, and my thing, I always go back to watching BVS, Batman v Superman, and going, "This looks like a pop-up book." <laughs> when we're outside of Bruce Wayne's house. I'm but like, this was this, this could have looked like a pop-up book and it had been acceptable. Right. Um, and there were a couple of parts. This is okay. Um, should we just? I'm gonna just say like the two complaints because everything else is fantastic. Uh, the two, the one complaint that I've heard that I kind of had but I didn't really think about wasn't really a complaint to me. That the there's a couple of parts where literally two that I noticed that it looked like there was a 3D effect in the background, but not like it was popping out at you, but like it was red and blue kind mm-hmm. of like on the edges and a lot of times when something like that happens in a movie it kind of it messes with my eyes because my eyes are like trying to fix it which like it's even worse when something's blurry in the background or or like the focus isn't right so like I'm looking at the foreground at like I think like the the director is telling me to with his shot and it's blurry or it's going back and forth and it just hurts my eyes so it's 
but that it, but it didn't hurt my eyes. It, I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. But that's a complaint that I've heard. I've heard people complain a little bit about the like side characters not getting as much play, like especially um, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham, and Penny Parker, which I'm like, look, this thing has a lot of characters in it, and you can't spend all of the time with all of the characters. And so I think that they showed a lot of restraint by not giving them a whole lot of uh, screen time and just trying to like... Right, it would have been wasted time in the movie's plot. But also their kind of wasted time is everybody's point that they didn't really add a whole lot to the plot itself. They're just kind of there for gags and goofs. But I say it's not much of a Spider-Verse with like three Spider-People. Yeah. So I like that they're there. They, They make it more of a Spider-Verse event like without them it would just be it would be kind of like Age of Ultron being the afternoon of Ultron like Ultron took over for like 5 minutes and then he was defeated like it, not much of an age of Ultron you know so just as a warning it's this is going to have light spoilers for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse all throughout so uh if you haven't seen it just be warned if you have seen it then we probably won't get into many real Spoiler stuff until the end, but you've been warned. Warned. You've been warned. <laughs> been warned. Uh, so, which basically means that I don't really have anything bad to say about this movie. Shocker. <laughs> Look, I don't feel like I have rose-colored glasses with just anything Spider-Man. Like, I, I can understand that, like, you know, Homecoming is not the best Spider-Man movie. It's a great movie, but it's not, like, the best Spider-Man movie, which this is a great Spider-Man movie. It has all of the like core themes and values of including a spider-man movie. huge spider yeah i'm See. sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh susan hates spiders so tell us about the spider bite scene how was that for you the spider bite wasn't so bad because i like they didn't really, really zoom they didn't really zoom too much on the spider walls crawling all over him and stuff mm-hmm. and so i was like okay well then yeah the actual bite itself i didn't even look for that okay. so i Good. didn't see it because <laughs> it was like chomp zoom in chomp zoom in again chomp again yeah no i was like i'm not looking at this and then but what i didn't like was when he went back to find the corpse of the spider the angle of the shot is you're literally from the spider's perspective so the spider is taking up 55, 60% of the screen mm-hmm. at that point, And then there's like a jump scare moment as well. So <laughs> you throw all that in there. I, that was not, I didn't, I didn't like that part. Yeah. But it's yeah. just cause I don't like spiders and I wouldn't have been able to handle it at all years ago, but it, it, I just slept fine. So <laughs> good. we're good. <laughs> no nightmares. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. That I didn't really good. poor planning on my part about that being a thing in Spider-Man movie, Spiders, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also for reference for the audience, I know nothing about Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, zip. I'm on the same level as I was for Star Wars when it comes to Spider-Man. Pretty much. Goodness gracious! I've seen the video game on PlayStation. That's, that's a great about game. it. I want to play that game again. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic. That's game. about all my knowledge of Spider-Man. So. Well, there you go. Yep, prior so, to one. so the <laughs> so the spider spider bite part not great. The visual style, it's great. There's the whole bunch of automatopoeia stuff that shows up on the on screen, and it's amazing. They even they that even was like, cool. I like that. They even like parallel some of it, like when he when somebody's going up, 
it'll go woo and then it's going down yeah it's just it's great it's so oh man yeah the comic book style was cool yeah and all the the attention to detail uh like i didn't even i didn't even see this but i hear there's like blur not blur lines but like speed lines on on different things i didn't even see that or like movement or when they talked really loud there'd be like yeah little lines Uh uh-huh it's just incredible and all of the different visual styles that they like blended together with like a looney tune style for spider ham and um kind of like dots on like some of the comic book ones like Mm -hmm. noir had that and i think some of the the main had that yeah um did Miles have that? Yeah, I didn't that's really. What I was okay, Miles I know definitely had the dots. Okay, I know Spider Gwen did, so I guess the different Peter Parkers did as well. So it's great. What do you think of the music? It's like it. That's I'm not a good person asking about that. I didn't notice anything special about it or really? or hate it. So okay, interesting. Uh, I like that they kind of use. I think it's called a jukebox, like a jukebox musical style, where the anytime there's a music, there's like licensed music in it that we're hearing with like lyrics and stuff that it's because the characters are listening to it so it's also something that oh, they do in the like, headphones right so it's something they do in guardians of the galaxy as well hmm. which I, I i enjoy that because it means that it doesn't come in and just scissor its way in and like cut any dramatic tension that's there you know it's just kind of in a chill moment when they're and it kind of goes into like a montage or whatever so the Christmas song at the end was funny. <laughs> Apparently that's Chris Pine. Like Really? Yeah. It sounds just like um the other guy I that played that. uh Spider Man the whole time. Like, cause Spider Man, um the Shelby like older Spider Man is played by a different guy. Uh he's from New Girl. I don't know his name actually. But uh yeah. So Chris Pine did a, a like, jingle... It was Jingle Bells, Spider-Man, something. Jingle Spider or Sp- I knew Spider it, Bells? I know a Batman... Spidey Bells. Um, jingle Bells, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That was... It was entertaining. Yeah. Was As you're waiting forever for the credits <laughs> to be done. It's an animated film. It was a very ambitious forever. animated film. Forever. Like you said, he went to the restroom and came back, and we still waited forever. <laughs> Look, uh, I don't know. And he had waited a while in the credits before he left. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was going to be one song and then it was a mid credit scene was or forever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Long credits. Really? Maybe save that extra scene for when you own it on DVD. <laughs> Just no, skip don't. to it. No, don't, don't, don't. don't. It's, <laughs> it's great. I don't know. I think the only other, well, we can talk about diversity, I guess, in this too. So the voice actors. It's, it's very interesting to me that they chose Chris Pine and Haley Steinfeld for... Who is Chris Pine? He's um, Captain Kirk. He's... Oh, uh... No, I know who Chris Pine is. Who was he Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man. The original... The Spider-Man that... Yeah. Spoiler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, look, Parker. we're just... It, if if you haven't seen it, we're going to probably have light spoilers all through this, okay? I'm going to... We're going to really spoil it toward the end. But it's gonna have light spoilers all through it. Yeah. So just warning. Right. Okay. I'm gonna. Sorry ha- if I'm I just blasted your drums. Probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a clean cut of that and put it somewhere else. So just as a warning, it's this is gonna have light spoilers for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse all throughout. <laughs> okay. So 
Okay, what so were we Peter talking Parker. About? Was, Peter Parker, the Peter Parker that Pine. died. I didn't realize was that. Chris Pine. Yeah, I know who you were talking about. But the blonde one. Yes, the other guy is a different guy, and also Haley Steinfeld has the most generic white young woman like voice in the history of generic voices. She sounds like any other teenage or you know. 20-something-year-old girl ever. Who was she? Spider-Gwen. Okay. So I just, I'm just like, why? If Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, so that's, I don't know. That's I a good I like the but. voice match the character. Sure, but when you got like Spider-Ham that has John Mulaney and he's like this, he's got sort of an old-timey, uh,ness to it, and he sounds like he could be in a Looney Tune. He's, he's real wacky character. and stuff, right? But I want Gwen to be unique because I like that character. I like the idea of that character. Well, that I like the character because I don't know much about it, mm. but I liked it. I love the idea of Gwen, who is smart, gorgeous, and hopefully like an interesting character because those two things are most of like most of her character but just having her be spider-man or you know spider-woman is an amazing like combination to me and so i just i don't know i would have liked somebody with a more distinct voice i feel like if you're gonna be uh an animated voice i want you to have a distinct voice and sometimes i'm like why are you why do you get this guy in particular like doing uh an impression of something else that's not his normal like unique voice like why did mm-hmm. what <clears throat> excuse me why didn't you get like a <laughs> burps what do you do why didn't you get like a an actual voice actor to do that you know mm-hmm. like the kingpin is Liv Schreiber Liv Schreiber Schreiber I don't know what his name is <laughs> he he's in um Wolverine and he has like really deep voice and but that's not like his normal accent. He did like a Brooklyn accent for it. So, I don't know. If uh, my buddy Sampy, he's a he's a voice actor. So I, you know, kind of don't don't take the voice actors' jobs away, you know. You give it to somebody that is also just, just a normal actor. Mhm. So, I don't know. So that's that's a little bit of a complaint. Pretty much everybody else had like a let me th- let me think. Dude, Nicolas Cage. Nicholas we were Cage watching it, and I was just like, I really like National Treasure. So, mm-hmm. and we were watching it, and I was listening, and I was like, dude, that sounds like Nicolas Cage. And I, <laughs> one of the few points when I actually turned to him and asked you a question, mm-hmm. I was like, You're right. That's was actually that Nicholas, very impressive. I was like, Is that Nicolas Cage? He said, Yes. And I was like, I, was so I thought it was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's Nicolas Cage. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it was. Uh, that voice was just so perfect for the character. It was great. Okay, so you said you really like Spider-Man Noir. Why yes. do you like Spider-Man Noir so much? Well, the voice matched the character really, really well. Okay. And I think it was probably mostly the voice. I really enjoyed, spoiler, I really enjoyed the Rubik's Cube <laughs> Gag, portion yeah. of it. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. I love how he took it home with him. <laughs> is it all purple? Uh, <laughs> is it blue? Is this blue? <laughs> green? <laughs> it's so good. Um, 
How they he wasn't time. in it very much, so it wasn't there wasn't anything to hate about his character. Yeah. Because he wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the voice was just I just loved the voice that went with it. So, yeah, it's so it, good. they just they did a really good job with that character. Yeah. And uh, Penny Parker is very cool. Um, very anime. That was the one I could have lived with. Very kawaii. Wow. Wow. Okay. I guess I'm so. not an anime she's person, the less. Though. She's like the least interesting of the three, probably. So yeah, she and she's really not even much. a spider person. It's the robot. Yeah. The spider. But she apparently got bitten by the spider, and that's why they have like a psychic link. But um, the spider lived and for some reason controls the robot built by her father. So it's kind of like a weird... It, like the robot protects the spider, right? Right. And... At least until the end. Do, would it make more sense if I told you that she was created for the Spider-Verse event in the comics? Like she doesn't have her own thing. She was made oh. for this story. Okay. But in the comics. That makes it even more lame. Really? Yeah. I think it makes more sense because it's like well, it makes, they try to fill I out mean, the whole That's fine. Universe. It's just like, but she Multiverse. was just a pointless character that they invented and didn't do a very good job with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> that's all characters. It was just like, they're just for fun. Okay. okay. You're allowed to like it and I'm allowed I don't. to. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't love her, but it's, it's fine. She's, she's, she was she, a genius. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that, that was, was that was really her whole yeah. That was her whole point, mm-hmm. really, because she put the just snacking on things and hacking into things. Flash drive back together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I guess we're just spoiling the crap out of everything yep. now. Spoils. Um, we have been warned. Yeah. So, what did you think? You often have interesting um, views on like diversity in a movie, and I. I hate when they're just like, here's a here's the token gay character, here's the token black character, here's the whatever, you know, or like how Supergirl is just a one big feminist thing, you know, the president is is a woman, the CEO of her company is a woman, the side character is a guy, you know, that type of thing. Um, so I get annoyed at that stuff. I feel like I actually liked Miles even just the idea of him when I first heard about him like I didn't read any of the comics as my first um, you know taste of Miles it was the wasn't really a cartoon it was just heard about him so and I was like he's Latino and African American interesting that's cool I guess and I understand why they brought him in because Spider-Man got boring he got old he got married he was boring because he was an adult and he had it all together. Uh, whereas, like happily ever after. Uh huh. Right. The that's end. Where it, exactly. <laughs> that's where it goes into. Yeah, happily ever after. Whereas Spider Man is supposed to be like this kid who doesn't have it all together. Is just is trying to like meet the responsibility that he has been given, and you know also get A's in all of his classes. You know, so once he grows up and has a wife and whatever it's just boring and and they apparently really screwed that that uh, whole thing up mm-hmm. which I like that they didn't reference that in the, so in the comics he got boring so they made like the the devil of the <laughs> Marvel universe come in and Peter Parker makes a deal with 
Mephisto or whatever the crap is. I don't remember his name. It's probably not that. Uh, and this deal is because Aunt May has like cancer or something. And so Peter makes a deal with the devil to like go back in time or like to lose his family or something like he, everything that he's worked for his happily ever after goes away but Aunt May is cured of cancer and like at the end he meets his daughter that he would have had if he hadn't made the deal and it was just like why <laughs> that's awful mm-hmm. <sighs> and people hated it and I don't like that idea because it's, it's just kind of I don't know just do something else do go back just for no reason just go back in time you know don't make it a canon thing so do you have an answer to the actual question the was the diversity like seamless and it made sense or was it annoying like sjw stuff i'm just gonna keep talking I'm, until you answer the question i was just <laughs> waiting for you to stop talking um, <laughs> that's not how this works you interrupt me um i didn't even I didn't even remember till you just said that he was supposed to be black and Hispanic. Ding, 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 ding. We did it, folks. I would have just said he was black. I thought the Hispanic thing was a little dumb. Just the way his mom was speaking in Spanish or whatever. I was like, what is the point of this? Obviously, the people watching this are not understanding anything that she's saying. Well, I did. <laughs> she's sticking her tongue out of me. Um... <laughs> So I thought that was re- that was just not necessary. Sure. I enjoyed um, it. I I think when I first saw that it was going to be a black kid, I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> Another one of these." Uh-huh. But it didn't seem to be a, it didn't seem to be a problem in watching the movie. Right. I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't think they were trying to be super feminist with the girl spider woman spider gwen a spider gwen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like i said the other one was just pointless but um i really liked penny parker yeah great okay i really liked um is it the aunt uh, aunt may yes, yes. <laughs> i really really liked her wow so, aunt may is different in every single iteration so okay yeah that's like she's in this one, she's like a cool grandma type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed her character. I loved it when she was like, took you long enough. <laughs> um, that was just perfect. Yeah. So, and that was another female, strong female character, but not annoying. Right. Right. So, I didn't notice, like, Any, ethnicity things being an issue. Any really. PC, anything. I mean, I guess if you really want to analyze it, the black kid was Spider-Man and the big white guy was the bad guy. <laughs> so what are they really trying to say here? But it wasn't It wasn't um, screaming at you. Right. I feel like that's all from a story thing, from a story perspective. So, like, yeah, if you're, you, you acknowledge that you're reaching for that one. So I don't. I, sh- I would have never thought about it had you not posed the question. Right. That's actually something that I like about this movie. It, everything, all of the character, like, roles, and uh, the whole thing. It all goes from a, it's a sto- from a story perspective. I'm starting to lose my words. 
Kingpin is the smartest out of the well, he's he's a great he's a planner, he's a leader, and he makes sense to be the leader of a bunch of like bad guys that are all going up against Spider Man. He's the big bad guy. Yes. Kingpin okay. is the the I don't even big remember old them white ever man saying his name. They didn't Okay, so you said that I definitely wouldn't know that. Yeah, I th- I think they called him Mr. Fisk at some point. Okay. Like uh, the scientist does. Okay, again, spoilers. Full spoilers from here. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Octopus calls him Mr. Fisk or something. Okay. You know who Dr. Octopus is, right? The lady the with lady the goggles. With the, yeah. yeah. Um, In the octopus arms. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is another interesting thing because it's a lady and it didn't bother me. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it, it was, it was kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's an alternate universe. Who cares? That was interesting. I mean, now that we're talking about diversity and stuff, they did have a female and a male bad character, both of which were white. <laughs> uh, okay, and they had Tombstone, who was the Frankenstein-looking guy with the gun. Right. Who was which gray. would be no ethnicity right. at all. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's probably white, or he was probably, probably. white yeah. when he was born, but now he's gray or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Tombstone. Legit could not tell you who that was when I was watching the movie. I had to look it up. Um, who else is in it? Scorpion. Scorpion, I think, is actually Mexican. I remember that character, so sure. obviously that was very minorly put in there. Oh, super, yeah. That's, that's Can't have a Mexican bad guy. Wow. No, see, that's something that I, that's another thing that I like. The, all, the characters that didn't need a lot of screen time, didn't need a lot of backstory, didn't get any, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they could just kind of flesh out the the world with minor characters from... Or even major characters that play minor roles in this movie. Right. I, I just love the the restraint that the filmmakers showed with that. Um, what was I talking about with Fisk before this? So um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that he is the leader, and it makes sense for him to be the leader. And it's not from a, it's not because he's white. That's why he got to be the leader. It they didn't. Put, oh right. Yeah, I mean, they didn't make Doctor Octopus, who's just like a crazy person the leader because she's a white woman you know that type of thing mm-hmm. uh so i none of it felt like it was an agenda yeah he made sense as the leader right and i and then he had like he was the biggest baddest guy <laughs> <laughs> literally so he said he looked like two fridges like strapped together yeah <laughs> it's amazing and yeah i was trying to when we were watching i was trying to think of like proportionally compared to any other person that was there like absolutely ridiculous not possible in human form right right at all but that's why he could lift a car right true yeah touche and kill uh original recipe spider-man with one like a donkey donkey kong slam well he was already kind of down though sure but okay so already in down and out in the Daredevil Netflix series, Wilson Fisk can kill someone with maybe two punches. Most of the time, he takes more than that. Like, uh, there's at some at one point, he just he asks the guy. He gets mad. Somebody gives him bad news in the while he's in his limo. The his like security guard or whatever henchman next to him, he's like, "Give me your coat." The guy gives him his coat. Fisk puts the coat over the guy's face and 
punches him in the face and the guy several times and the guy dies so why did i need this visual that, ever i'm sorry that is or any of you guys sorry. that is the kind of thing that fisk does like that's his that's part of his character he can kill someone with a punch so it's not just which he be, did it's not just because spider-man was like already half dead i'm just saying okay she's nodding her head it's great it's great on a podcast uh-huh. <laughs> moving on <laughs> okay sorry uh i don't know everything came from a story perspective that was all pretty much that i had for that the and i i'm on the same page the diversity didn't fly in my face and get annoying or anything um you also it also wasn't advertised like that Unlike right. Black Panther, where it was like all the black people had to go see that movie because it was a movie for them, and oh my gosh, they finally made something good for us, and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. I feel like that was more the fans, though. Right. That's, yeah. But that didn't happen with this movie, so I wasn't annoyed going right. in. Right, okay. That makes sense. Because like, I think that's why I didn't like Black Panther, not that I saw it. But that's you why like I was I have a vendetta against it. It's just because it was just so racially charged. Right. It was totally unnecessary. It probably was a great movie. It but is. I would I would have a hard time going and like enjoying it just because of that. Of people telling you you need to like this. Right, cuz it's or you're be- racist. Exactly. Or yeah. Exactly. And that wasn't this movie wasn't at all racially charged. Right. So that is completely true. I uh, and if you want like a non-race uh, example of that, also uh, just to kind of use use a uh, an example that's not gonna offend anyone <laughs> ever. That that's kind of like how well uh, people like sports. So uh, <laughs> that's I'm one how of those I people. that's how I feel about s- sports a lot of times. Like I don't like Alabama because the fans are annoying and that's that was my first like taste of that Mm -hmm. i don't really like auburn because they're also annoying there's just fewer of them in alabama Mm -hmm. you know um i i just don't and i uh, people who love sports as like that's their thing they're generally not my crowd so i'm just i there's no reason for me normally to like sports right susan on the other hand loves sports and uh I really enjoy sports, yes. Yeah, well, okay. You're right. Uh-huh. Especially when there are other people who are also enjoying them. Right. So I enjoy sports with you, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like I wa- so I watch Ohio State. I'm a fan now. But it's only because I found some people who aren't awful about their sports. So yeah. it's it's kind of the same thing where fans can turn you off to it. People, the advertising can turn right. you off to it depending on right the item itself or whatever could be great yeah but football's fine yeah it's it's fun to watch you know an athlete like pull off something amazing you know it's always great to watch experts to hear experts talk about whatever they you know enjoy and what whatever they're knowledgeable about or do the thing that they do best like that's great 
college, unfortunately, a lot of that, they mess up a lot. They're 18, <laughs> uh, they're just starting out or whatever. But so actually pro ball would actually be even better. Yeah. And uh, I've watched the game or two and it's interesting. But anyway, just to. I'm trying, guys. Just I'm to working give you, on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of a less like charged example. That's kind of something that I would uh, compare it to. Um, yeah, and I don't think I have to explain how just pushing an agenda makes for bad storytelling and it just annoys me, and I, I know it annoys a lot of other people. Um, Miles apparently uh, got that, got a lot of flack for that in the beginning of his uh, career uh, when he was first created, and also the the black girl, I don't, she's 16 or something, that is currently... Iron Man, basically. She's called Ironheart. <laughs> she also gets the same thing. Uh, or maybe this is an old story and Iron Man woke up or whatever. But there's more problems with that than just, you know, the fact that she's a shallow character that hasn't been given a lot of depth or her own, like, supporting cast or anything. But, yeah, it's... So when that happens, when it's... There's no story reason for this to happen, but we want this character to be uh you know a minority that's when people get annoyed Mm -hmm. and so yeah but miles has his uncle he has his dad he uh it's just yeah he has like his whole a whole world that he inhabits so it just makes it a lot better you had a point about the parents and how you expected the parents to be portrayed in one way and, you know, the uncle and whatever. Oh, I thought oh, when, when the movie first started, I thought that the I thought it was going to go the way where we're going to hate the parents because they don't like the uncle. And the uncle's really this really good guy. And we're going to be pitted against the parents. That's how that's what I thought when the movie first started that's the like the parents turn that i thought it was taking like when his uncle took him to spoilers when his uncle took him <laughs> to the um, already spoiling everything. right to the alley or whatever like the subway and yeah. uh they did the spray paint thing and i was they like tag the walls he's <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the wrong thing too i don't know I've never, I've never um yeah, I was just like I I was kind of annoyed with the dad at that point. The mom seemed to be just kind of a not necessary character for the most part. Um sure. But then when and I did figure this out before he actually took his hat off, but when the uncle was the bad guy, the prowler. That actually turned it, that changed it in the way the dad came around at the end and liked Liked his brother, just mm-hmm. knew he wasn't the best influence for his son. Right. So, I mean, and when you're a kid, especially a teenage boy, I can imagine that you just kind of want to be away from whatever your parents are saying and just do whatever. <laughs> and if you have a cool uncle that says, yeah, go for it, you know, right. then you would be all into that. So um, I really ended up appreciating the way that they portrayed the parents because the parents ended up having the most wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, took care of things. Right. If he'd have been obedient to them, some of the bad stuff that happened to him wouldn't happen to him. 
course, the whole movie wouldn't happen. But you right. know, <laughs> which is generally how that type of thing goes. Like, right. If you, if everybody, if all the characters listen to their parents the whole time, then there's no adventure. Nobody, they don't get right. in there's any no trouble. There's it's no, just like yeah, right. just like a Hallmark movie. If there's no issue or there's argument no in the middle, there's not. There's no point to the movie. No ha- happy <laughs> from the beginning. Happy. Through, what's the point? There's no point. Wow, I like how you get it's. A, because that's a trope in any, like, romantic movie at all. But, you know, for the Hallmark reference, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm more familiar with those. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, it's really good. I enjoy that. They it actually had, their relationships had depth. Yes. It wasn't the parents are bad, uncle good, or the other way around. Right. And I also, like, if you look into it a little bit, deeper whatever and when i think about it on a deeper Uh scale that sometimes we as kids don't understand why our parents direct us in a certain way because we can't see the whole picture whereas they see more of the picture than we do and they're just trying to protect us from that bigger picture so that we don't have to grow up too quick right and um that's exactly what the parents were doing in this case or the dad Right. The mom was just going along with her husband, which a wife should do. But <laughs> <laughs> right, and but she also was like, "Hey, you're being you're being right too now, hard you're on being him." Too hard yes. and, like, he yeah, needs, when like, he came support. home and he was like terrified, I couldn't believe how the dad, yeah, the wife did the right thing. <laughs> there. Right. I mean, I I believed it. I understood where he was coming from because he was constantly saying like, "This is what toughens him. Like, this is what he needs," and that's what the dad believes. Mm-hmm. But. The mom's like, no, he's a kid. Like, let, he's a kid, he and needs... he came home, and because he was afraid, and he feels safe here. Don't make him not feel safe here. <laughs> right, right, yeah. He needs us. Let's be there for him. So. Right. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's really good. I I kind of agree with you, I guess, with the the mom, but again, she was a very minor character. Yeah. She is a part of like Miles's established character like from his it other was good that he actually had two parents he had right which is exactly. very rare and if and if he didn't have a mom they would have had to explain that and it would have had to been a thing and it's just it's really annoying to me mm-hmm. like just yeah having two parents is good i like that yeah it, i feel it makes it simpler maybe it doesn't because you then the mom has to have screen time but it's just i don't know i like it and uh the fact that the the uncle was the one to die instead of, you know, either the parents. That's kind of good. Mm-hmm. It's less, uh, less of a And trope. he wasn't all bad. Right. He so wasn't all I was cute. wondering there for a little bit. I was like, is he actually? Yeah. Is he actually just evil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I didn't, I didn't think so. Like, it it's made like sense machine. to me when. I thought he was going to fake something. I didn't think he was actually going to die. When he was holding him over the edge of the house or whatever, and the guy's like, just kill him. That's what I thought, too. And yeah. I thought he was just going to, like, fall off or something and pretend like they died mm-hmm. out of sight. Right, and I was like, wow, that that was a really bad fake fall if that was supposed to look like Spider-Man did it. And I was like, right. oh, oh, he got shot. He got shot. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, it was a good, it's a good fake out, though. Yeah. And that's totally in line with what Fisk would do. He just doesn't care. He, he will kill his henchmen. <laughs> like I said, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And I like that he had a motivation that was like, that made sense and was kind of relatable in a way that like, 
you know, if you lost your family like that, you would want to get them back mm-hmm. and you might do something crazy. Mm-hmm. So. And it was really interesting how he was doing all this to get his family back. And then when he had them back for a split second or whatever, he was doing the same thing that he did when he lost them in the first place. Right. That's like, Some you're good. bad. Mm-hmm. Some good like poetic parallels there Mm -hmm. yeah they did a really good job with this movie yeah there's a reason it was 100 percent rotten tomato (laughs) (laughs) yeah incredible yeah until that one guy gets to it i don't know (laughs) (sighs) yeah um i'm a little worried about i don't know should we go into the sequels right now let's see if i got anything else before we go into the sequels because oh boy i just want to point out somebody pointed this out to me on the internet probably a video that i watched because everyone's reviewing this movie right now like i don't know if we're gonna say anything that anybody else hasn't said but the same studio that made this movie also made the emoji movie and venom venom there's no reason venom should have made as much money as it did and the emoji movie i wanted to i I don't even like just ugh. Ugh. Erase it from memory. erase it from my memory. Go do something else. Go. I, I needed a hug after that movie. It was <laughs> awful. That isn't that, that getting review, a sequel? Look, that review is still going to co- go out somewhere sometime because Troy was on that episode and I owe it to him. But <laughs> it's going to be a while. Um, it already has been forever. But what what was your question? Is there going to be Emoji a sequel? Emoji broke my brain again. Probably it probably made enough money. I felt like I saw one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Life of Pets or Secret Life of Pets or whatever got a sequel. Pets too, yeah. Ugh. That was in the trailer. Ugh. I was like, oh, they're really going for the kids' audience with these trailers. Like, Mm -hmm. why? That guy's thirty. His girlfriend's the same age. There's, there's no families. Yeah, there's no kids. Guys sitting over to our right. Yeah. None of us are your target audience. Yep. We all think this is stupid. Which, uh, <laughs> one trailer, I actually, they showed the whole movie. There's a dog, you know, gets oh, yeah. lost and comes back home with a, some cute yeah. voiceover. I, was, I, I leaned over Susan and go, you didn't know you were going to see two movies today, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Just the worst. Yeah. So that was something that I wanted to point out. The Sinister Six in the, is in this movie because there were six bad guys. So basically the sinister sinister six and they didn't have to like point that out and say that that was something that i you know somebody pointed out to me later which is awesome um yeah it's good themes convoluted they pulled off one of the most convoluted stories of all time especially like how yeah, do you technically it was almost well it's not technically i don't know if it's time travel Per se. Well, it's, yeah, it's dimension travel. Yeah, it's kind of. But I hate yeah. time travel and anything, so. Uh-huh. And I wasn't bothered by this. Right. And just the idea of like parallel dimensions is like so nerdy, and normally you have to like explain that to people and stuff, you know? So it's just very like brave that they just, for their first, the first one in the franchise, that's what they go for, and they pulled it off. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hats off to Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Like, they're just 
They're just knocking it out of the park every time. Lego Movie. Uh, I hear that 21 Jump Street is great. Don't know. R-rated comedy. It's not really my thing. But uh, and this movie, just just incredible. Good on you guys. Uh, okay, so sequels. We'll get into the themes afterwards. Sequels. I am still, even though that this movie knocked it out of the park, I have no faith in Sony. And I will <laughs> probably never have faith in Sony because they are, they're okay with just cashing in. The Emoji Movie was going to make money. They made it for nothing in like eight months. It was going to make money no matter what. Mm-hmm. So because, you know, ki- uh, family's going to take their kids to it. Right. And they're okay with that. Sony's okay with that. They don't care about their reputation. So I'm not going to say I have faith in Sony after this to not screw up the sequels. What they have planned, apparently, is a Gwen Stacy, Gwen, yeah, Spider-Gwen, Silk, and Spider-Woman, the other Spider-Woman movie. Um, and I, this is one. That's one where I'm like, okay, look. Why do they all have to be female? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be an all-girl feminist party? Right. So I'm like, uh, I'm not, I'm not jazzed about that idea. Another idea, which I'm not sure is c- competing with this one, is like I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same movie or not. Is more of a that we're gonna get more like Miles and Gwen like a romance which even though they're in different dimensions yes because that'll just make me hate it why because that'll involve time travel or something no that i don't want to dimension see. travel no same no it's not you just said it was different you said it didn't bother you no i said this movie didn't bother me mm-hmm. it'll i will probably grow to hate it though if they continue why because it's not realistic None of it is realistic. I this know, is my whole thing different. with you and time travel. It doesn't make any sense. None of it is realistic. He has spider powers. Yeah, but at least they can usually back up what they're doing with some form of logic. This he's probably just, won't be backed up with any logic. He's just going from place to place. It's mm-hmm. just all these different places are very different. Mm-hmm. So did well, you see, not like the post-credit scene when he went when Spider-Man 2099 goes back to... I don't. I didn't understand that at all. Really? I mean, I originally thought that the 2099 Spider-Man was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He does look he, like a bad guy. Because his suit and everything, I mean, it looks like a skull. <laughs> the spider looks like a skull. Okay. And then he comes to take the other Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then they just have dumb banter. Like, it was... I didn't understand the scene at all, guys. It was. Do, it have was you not seen pointless. the Spider-Man pointing meme? <laughs> no. Does it surprise you? No. It doesn't surprise me, but maybe it does a little bit. I told you, Spider-Man knowledge is zero. Yeah, but that's not Spider-Man knowledge. It's just seeing a picture on the internet at some point. I don't look at pictures on the internet. Yeah, but people, it's, sometimes it's just thrust upon you. Look, no, I don't know. It I just happens accidentally. So yes, I'm a little bit surprised that you haven't seen the Spider-Man pointing meme. That's that, that's all. Uh, so, did, did you understand the end credit scene at all? Like, do you 
at all? Nothing? I mean, they how left it open-ended that you can time travel. Parallel what? dimension it's, travel? Well, 2099 versus 1999. It seems like time traveled me. Yeah, yeah, but universe. like... Um, Spider-Man Noir is from 1920s, you know, but he's in a different dimension. So both? I don't know. In that I don't understand dimension, I guess. To me, it's all time travel. Like a different universe. A completely different universe. Yeah. That sure. universe has its own time. Uh-huh. And its own, what like, every, its own everything. <laughs> don't yawn at me. <laughs> Okay, so Spider-Man 2099 is named Miguel O'Hara. Another, he's actually Hispanic. Don't know if he's Mexican or what, but he's Hispanic. He's super rich. That's why he has the AI. And he invented a way to hop through dimensions. And I don't know if he is always depicted as that guy who invents like parallel dimension travel but that's the thing he's been in like video games and stuff so most likely the second one would be somehow related to him he's gonna be in it yeah because it would be him that would make it possible to jump dimensions Mm -hmm. you're gonna need to be a little bit closer to the mic if you're gonna be quieter she's just glaring at me what I can only do what I can do with my back, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and he seems like he's recruiting spider people for some other catastrophic event. He apparently didn't feel like this potentially multiverse-ending crisis was anything worth his intervention. Time. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's also in the, like actual future because there would have to be like a well the artificial intelligence told him that they successfully destroyed the thing right he was like monitoring the situation Mm -hmm. somehow so yeah so that factors into the sequel apparently there's I guess the Gwen and spider women thing is going to be like a a whole spin off Silk I really like that character I don't know why but I like I like her design. She kind of had she kind of made her costume out of webs, and like she has a like a red handkerchief over her mouth, and just like long black hair. So I don't know. So she looks like a spider. No. No, but she has like a mostly white suit. Okay. Yeah, and she actually gets like a regular suit that's still white, but. Look, I don't know. It's just a cool design. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. I like Spider-Man 2099. I'm excited to see what other spider people that they pull into this. It's going to be cool. The other thing that people have been talking about is how this is, like, this has already been called, like, the best Spider-Man movie of all time. And some people, uh, I think the Weekly Planet even said this best Spider-Man, like, story, which I think is probably stretching because I haven't read all the comics, but I wouldn't know. And I think I agree. It has amazing action, great writing, great characters, and it has all of the themes of 
Spider-Man and and then some. So like, it's not usually like a factor that the the things that make you you is what makes you Spider-Man, because usually there's only one Spider-Man. Which let's by the, go back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> which by the yeah, the that whole gag was actually pretty good. I when I think Gwen said okay one more time. I was like, yeah, right. There's three more spider people that we got to get through. You're kidding me. One more time. It's like the Justin Bieber song where he says, I'm going to tell you one time, and then he tells you 50 more times. Uh, <laughs> so that wasn't annoying is what my point was. Right. Incredible. Incredible feat. And Susan's just falling asleep now. <laughs> it's past her bedtime. So the, the, the themes were great that – What's what makes you special is what makes you Spider-Man. So don't try to be somebody else. Like be yourself, and that's how you're going to be a hero. That's how you're going to be your best, like <laughs> the best that you can be. I don't want to say best self because now that just seems like a self-help thing. I used to say that, and then I just heard so many people say it. And it's like nah, cliche now. And it has family themes, and it still has the. With great power comes great responsibility, which was... Don't finish that. <laughs> wait, wait, they never say it all the whole thing, but it's a constant theme in the movie. Like they're, He's trying to live up to this amazing power that he's been given. Um, I was impressed with the original Peter Parker being so open to the fact that there was another one of him in Peter his B. Parker. dimension. Or Peter, original the Peter Parker. The one who dies. Okay. Right. Which is lovely Parker. Like, Let I me... loved him, by the way. He's like, Let me. I'll show you the ropes, you know, I'll tell you how to do stuff and right. walk you through it or whatever. And of course, he dies so before he can. But it's just like. I was surprised a tiny bit at how they went that way because I thought maybe he'd be a little more selfish. Like, I'm the only one. Yeah. Interesting. Get away. You're not real. Right kind of thing but it was all about they all were thrilled about each other being there right because they knew they weren't alone yeah which I was like but you are because you're going back to your own dimension (laughs) and I don't know how they're going to do a sequel to this and then Miguel O'Hara shows up and oh he could just hop dimensions with his little watch he's got there okay Mm -hmm. cool it's going to be fun I'm telling you that okay if Phil lord and chris miller come back for that sequel i will be excited for that because i feel like they're kind of the linchpin i don't know that for sure but i feel like they're the linchpin yeah so greatest uh spider-man movie best spider-man movie Uh, probably probably wow i've only needed to see one yeah yeah because I kind of agree with the whole gripe about Spider-Man Homecoming that it's a great movie but it's not a great Spider-Man movie because he doesn't have that great responsibility the Avengers exist like the weight of the world is not really on his shoulders he's trying to like be a good hero and kind of prove himself to Iron Man which is not really it's not really Spider-Man's thing so and I think probably Homecoming was my favorite before this so yeah well Best Spider-Man movie ever. Glad it lived up to your hopes oh, and man. dreams. I'm so glad that this was a good movie. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Because like I said, Sony can really mess stuff up. Okay, final check for other things before Susan falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yep. It's time for us to go. Where can the people find you, Susan? Only on Twitter, at Prov31Susan. Yep, still Prov31Susan. At Gabe of the Box on Twitter and Instagram, patreon.com slash Gabe in the Box. If you'd like to become a patron, you will get shout-outs. And if you would like to leave us a review, you will also get a shout-out for free. (laughs) (laughs) It'll take you two minutes of your time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm so thankful for this movie. (laughs) I love it so much. This is so great. All right. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Would you like to say Merry Christmas to everybody? Merry Christmas. (laughs) And to all a good night.